Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we are wrapping up the month of power. And I have to tell you, this week we're talking about gratitude. And as a little God wink, which always happens, when I planned this month to talk about power and I planned out each week, I didn't even think about the fact that the week about gratitude and the power of gratitude would actually be falling on Thanksgiving week. So God winks in full effect. But anyway, I digress. So I want to talk today about the power of gratitude, both as individuals and as leaders. And how sitting in that space of gratitude really ties into what I talk about all the time at the Rutledge Perspective, which is words matter and the power of our words, not only the words that we say to other people, but the words we say to ourselves. And gratitude is a really big piece of this. So for those of you who, like me, really get kind of fascinated by how the brain works and how our emotions work, There is a a whole line of psychology called positive psychology, but even beyond that, neurologists and psychologists alike have done a lot of study around gratitude and what gratitude actually does to our brains. And the idea is that when we are sitting and practicing gratitude, really effectively practicing it, whether that's through journaling, whether that is through just a daily meditative practice, whatever it is, when we really focus our thoughts on gratitude, there actually is a change in the levels of dopamine and serotonin in our brain. So those things that really serve as kind of a a natural antidepressant. So getting us out of that mode of darkness and heaviness and anxiety. Uh, They've also had studies that show by practicing gratitude, you're also able to reduce stress. You're able to reduce pain sensors. So they did some studies with patients and those who practice gratitude regularly through journaling or other means actually saw a decrease in their pain levels. And so if you think about practicing that level of gratitude, even if it's really something that eh, maybe there really are some studies out there that you can rely on that say, no, no, no. If you decide to do this, if you're one of those people that give me proof, right? No, if you decide to do this, there really can be an impact for you by practicing gratitude in terms of changing your perspective, getting rid of toxic emotions, making sure you're managing your stress, making sure you're reducing anxiety and depression. So Looking at this week, a perfect week to start thinking about gratitude, see if there's a way that you can start adding gratitude to your regular day, how you come at your regular day. And I posted on Monday, there's a a really dear friend of mine, Alexis Thompson, who has put together a whole gratitude practice. She's got two journals called the Gratitude Journal, the Tribal Gratitude Journal, and I highly recommend you go get those. I'll make sure that's in the the notes for the, the podcast. So let's go back to the individual. When you're talking about practicing gratitude as an individual, I know for me, when I find myself really stressed out and crazed and not able to stay focused, not able to stay in the moment, by pausing, the power of the pause, and practicing gratitude, it really resets my mindset. Remember, change your perspective, change your circumstances. 
And I have found myself when things get really out of control, I found myself in that death spiral of just, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And it's so heavy, especially right now. So much going on, such craziness, the pandemic, we've all been in this Corona coma for nine months. And now we've got Corona fatigue. I mean, all these new words that are coming out because of this pandemic. And yet there really still are things to be thankful for. And, and I don't mean to negate the hard times because there are people who are truly suffering and a gratitude practice that just bases itself on, well, I'm not as bad as them, or I'm not experiencing whatever one else is experiencing. Well, I guess if you have to start there, that's at least a start. Um, that's kind of the, the idea of, you know, classism, right? I, I want to find somebody else who I'm not as bad at because it makes me feel better. So I just caution you in staying in that place. Real gratitude practices focus on you directly. What is happening to you? What are you experiencing? What is coming up in your life that is a blessing? Even in those things that are painful, what is the lesson in that that we can be grateful for? You know, I personally have a clutter issue. And so because we're the Rutledge Perspective and you guys are part of my village, there are things you're going to know about me that, you know, it's just who I am. And so this clutter thing is a problem and it makes me crazy. If there's a flat surface in my house, it's covered with crap. And I remember talking to a dear friend of mine and I said, well, you know, I got a clutter issue. And his response was, yeah, well, we'll just have to take care of that. And I thought, well, wait. So yes, we need to take care of it. But here's the thing about the clutter issue and why I'm actually grateful for my clutter challenge, which is when my space starts getting cluttered, it is a visual indication to me that my mind is cluttered, that there's something misaligned, that something is not working, that I really need to focus on getting back to the place where I am clear. And that's really important. And so I want to not necessarily get rid of those things that make me me, but I want to make sure that I am paying attention to those things that make me me. And so that idea of of clutter and, and the messiness of clutter and how that can really be a pain in the butt and how it can really make things not as good as you need them to be. And they can take you off your game. For me, that clutter is actually a blessing in disguise because it enables me to say, okay, Laurel, pay attention. You know, you're all your clean clothes, you, you did laundry, you fold them up, they're just stacked on your bed. There's something not right. And so I am grateful for that one thing for me that really is an indicator that I need to pause, that I need to take stock, that I need to reevaluate and see what's going on. And when you practice gratitude for those things that even seem really odd, it really begins, at least for me, begins to settle your spirit. I've got physical and experiential proof of what the scientists are saying. My stress level goes down. At least eventually it goes down because sometimes when you're in that gratitude practice and really trying to focus, it can be even more stressful. But it really helps things come down. It helps the dopamine and the serotonin come up. It helps me sleep better when I've really thought about all the things that are wonderful. When something great happens to me, I got a really great note from somebody the other day and I actually paused in that moment and said, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for a reminder, a little God wink that says, I took a risk to do this. I left the great job and the great salary and the great title and all those things where people said, you've got to be crazy. What are you doing? But I left so that I could serve bigger. And then to get that thank you, just that acknowledgement 
was such a blessing to remind me, Laurel, you are in the right space because entrepreneurship is crazy. It is hard. Every day is a battle. And yet, if this is what you've decided to do, it is also something that is so rewarding because you're able to serve others on a bigger scale. And looking at gratitude really enabled me to sit in that moment and say, you know, it's been a crazy several months, really dark, really nuts, having to reset some things, which you guys are going to see. And yet this is still where I'm supposed to be right now. And it's, I'm getting this proof back if I'll just stop and pause and listen. And that leads to the second piece, you know, talking about gratitude from an individual perspective, that leads to the second piece, which is gratitude from a leadership perspective. This week, I sent out a little HR tip about how are you recognizing your people? And often companies, especially in times when we didn't have the pandemic, often companies think they'll just keep throwing money at you. Well, money, money is not a motivator. Money can be a satisfier but it's not a motivator. There are very few people who are truly motivated by money. I know a couple of those, but there are very few who are truly motivated by money. And even those who say they're motivated by money, they're actually motivated by the win, right? What the money represents, not necessarily the money itself. So it can be a satisfier. And over time, what I found was someone would come to me and there'd be an issue and and then all of a sudden they'd say, you know, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, and I'm just not getting paid enough money. And I always took that money piece, and I've said this before, I put it in a bucket and I put it aside and I say, okay, let's talk about the things that aren't working. Because one, money can be fixed pretty easily. You can always throw money at something. And that's what organizations do. And that's what leaders do who don't want to do the deep work of finding out why there's an issue. Now, giving people bonuses and rewarding, that's a good thing. But there's a reason that you're seeing more and more companies that are are popping up that have reward systems. They're points. People can use and gather these points and then purchase whatever they want. It could be a trip. It could be a thing. It could be time. It could be whatever. You know, people want more time as opposed to more money. There are more and more studies that come out and say people would much rather be given more time off than be paid a higher salary. So when you look at rewarding and look at the idea of gratitude and leadership, how many times do you go to your team and say, thank you? How many times do you look someone in the eye and say, I appreciate what you did? Now, in particular, those healthcare workers who have been on it 24-7, they are trying to keep us all well. They're trying to keep people in beds. They have families of their own that they're not able to spend time with because they are themselves exposed so tremendously to this virus that can be so deadly. What are we doing to say as leaders, thank you to people? How are we appreciating the effort and recognizing that there is actual activity, there is sacrifice, there is energy, there's effort that's being put into simply existing today. Those folks, when you sent them home and said, we're all working at home, who still continue to show up and they were on every meeting and they were still meeting deadlines. When have you said thank you? How have you said thank you? Have you just called people and said, I'm just checking on you because I know this is really, really tough and times are crazy. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you still showing up. I just want you to know how much I appreciate your being a part of the team and lifting others up. Those words of gratitude, those words of simple appreciation go such a long way when you're talking about the power of gratitude. Remember, people will listen to what you say, but they will believe what you do. 
And if you regularly are expressing gratitude for their support, gratitude for their effort, gratitude for their energy, maybe monetary, but even just a note, are you surprising your folks by getting their addresses and sending everybody dinner one Friday night? You know, things that are gestures, things that take effort. Money doesn't always take effort. Now, depending on your processes in a company, it may take an act of Congress for you to give somebody a bonus. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that something that takes a moment of your time, that takes thought, that takes action to actually tell someone you matter, to tell them that you are grateful for their existence and for their support. That's the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude lies in our ability to let people know that they're appreciated. And our feelings of appreciation go a long way towards managing depression, managing anxiety, taking down levels of stress, giving us the minute to pause, to come back with energy and engagement and excitement. Gratitude gives us a foundation and a grounding upon which we can do amazing things. We can serve bigger. We can serve better. We can be more innovative. We can be more creative. And we can sit in the fact that everything that we have done, everything that we have experienced, everywhere that we have been has served a purpose. There is purpose in pain. There is value in those battle scars. Those experiences lead to wisdom. We may learn some things and know some things. That's knowledge. That's facts. But it's the experience that gives us wisdom so we know what to do with that. And we can all be grateful, truly grateful, for the opportunity to learn. Even in these really tough times, the gratitude I have for how much pain there has been and how much suffering there has been and how much there will continue to be for a time going forward. One, I am grateful that it has brought some things to the forefront that have needed to be addressed for generations. And I think now you, you can only address those things about which you are aware. Now we are even more aware. Many of us were aware all the time, but now we are globally aware of some of the things that have been in the seedy underbelly of our, of our communities. Two, I am grateful that I have a village. I'm grateful that I have a personal set of family and friends and loved ones, people who love me, people who I love, who are here regardless of the darkness, who are here to support, even if they have no idea what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. They're just here because they love me. And I am grateful for all of the people that I get to serve. I am so thankful that you have trusted me and that you are listening to this podcast and that you are taking time out of your day to spend time with me. I am grateful for that because we all have choices. As we enter this week and as we think about Thanksgiving and gratitude and practicing and understanding and recognizing those things that are still beautiful and still amazing that we are thankful for, I hope that you have a holiday that is filled with gratitude. I hope that if you are not able to be physically with your family, that you are able to be with them through these wonderful electronic means that we have now that had this pandemic happen like it did in the 1900s with the flu. We were not able to stay connected then. We are able to stay connected now with just a little effort, just a little more access. I hope you are able to find a way to give back to those who really are suffering and can use a little positivity so that they can find their their place of gratitude as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. 
go out and practice the power of gratitude. Through that, we minimize our stress. Through that, we sleep better. We get more energy. And through that, we stay connected to that community that helps to make us stronger and helps to make us better. To make us better. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the Rutledge Perspective. And we are going to go into the end of this year strong. And I will see you next week. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast. And you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.